You're listening to episode number 17 of the Brain BS Podcast. It's never enough. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here's your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's good to be here. I'm happy to be able to share my brain BS with you whenever I get the opportunity. So I was trying to decide what kind of brain BS I would talk about today. And I thought about the fact that my puzzle came um, through Amazon. I mentioned in another podcast that I was going to get a puzzle, damn it. And I did. And I took it out of the box and got it already. And I think I might have like really underestimated or aimed low for the kind of puzzle I got because it's only 300 pieces and it actually has numbers on the back of it which I think is kind of telling you where the different pieces go but nevertheless I'm going to take it on as a challenge to get used to doing puzzles and see what it kind of trips up for me because I just want to say I am not a spatially um what's the word skillful person like that's just not my spatial intelligence like something's just a little bit off (laughs) for example the state of Arkansas I know it's a state for the life of me I can never remember where it's at I know right I'm always like is it southwest or southeast now the way I can remember now is because it's in the SEC conference which is the southeastern conference so now I have a better idea but if I was just to go with Arkansas alone, I would not remember it is. And I have a sister who lives there. It's kind of funny, the different kinds of intelligence that we have. And now we could be really gifted maybe in one area. And then we could be really lacking in another one. Um, Not real good with mechanical stuff either. My husband will attest to that. It just literally is just not the way my brain works. So I remember back in the day in geography class, My teacher, well, I remember getting bad grades in geography, and I wasn't a very good student at the time, and I thought that was why, but now I think I can buy it honestly. I just think it's part of my DNA. I know, I know, that's a thought. But anyway, I got the puzzle, just started doing it, so I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Have a little bit of concern because my dog Ginger likes to jump up on tables and see what's there, so I'm afraid she's going to start getting into the pieces. But hopefully since there's no paper, I'll be okay. She has a little thing with paper. Enough about that. Let's get to the podcast episode today. Because it is a very prevalent theme for a lot of us. We could do a whole year on this topic of not enough. I'm keeping it today in relation to like when we make a goal. Because no matter what goal we make, as soon as we achieve it, we're like, oh, but I could probably do a little better. And we immediately want something more. Am I not right? This happens all the time. Happens with everything, especially with weight. When you're like weighing yourself and then you get to where you want and then you're like, hmm. But I'll explore that a little bit further because that's one of my personal stories. So I'm just going to talk about this phenomena of how is it's never enough, how your brain always wants to offer you that it just needs to be a little bit better 
and you're just coming up a little bit short, how to recognize it when you see that, how not to listen to it and reject it. And I'll put that in the context of some of the goals that I've made this past year and how I've dealt with the brain BS related to it's never enough. So the first goal I want to talk about is in relation to being a certified weight loss coach and life coach. That was a goal to complete that program. And that for me was like a no brainer. There was no way I was not completing the program. While that was a goal, it wasn't like my real goal. My real goal related to my business is my impossible goal is what we call it. And we call it impossible because in our current way of thinking and the way we look at stuff, we can't even imagine how we're possibly going to achieve this goal. We just know that we want to. And the idea is that it really matters more about who you become trying to be the person who achieves the goal than it does whether you even achieve the goal or not. For me, this is a prevalent one for a lot of people at the Life Coach School. We set a goal, a financial goal, because I went on the entrepreneur track, which you know kind of lines me up for everything and shows me how to do all this. So I picked $100,000 as my goal. Now, as someone who has never made that before and who has pretty much been relying on her husband for her income for some time, this was a stretch to say the least, but that's my goal. So there's sort of a couple ways that this is not enough because number one, I'm far from my goal, (laughs) not even close. Um, I'm not saying that it's not something that I can't possibly achieve this year. But it is something that right now, if I was in the wrong mindset, I could look at and think, well, that's not nearly enough. So that is one way that the not enough thing can kind of mess with you. But the other way that it can is that I'm telling myself that I'm not doing enough, that I'm not working hard enough, that I'm not working enough hours, that I'm not doing it right, that it needs to be a little bit better, that I'm just coming up a little bit short and I'm not going to be on track to meet this goal because I'm just not doing enough. Well, I'm here to tell you, and my husband can vouch for this, I have been doing plenty. I am a busy gal. I've been able to redirect my mind and focus better. So I'm not working 12 to 14 hour days anymore. But I put in my time and I'm happy to. I love it. This is my dream. I'm enjoying it. But for me to think that I'm not doing enough is just like ridiculous. It's I have a weekly blog. I have a weekly podcast. I hired a social media consultant to help me with my advertising. I hired a photographer for a photo shoot. I have a community that I try to take really good care of. I have my individual clients that I totally look out for. I am doing enough. But on the bad days, when I'm not really paying attention to my brain, and I'm not on to the brain BS, I can start to have fears and doubts because that that is just like such a constant theme. It happens to us in so many different areas of our life and so many different goals. If you remember, even last week in my episode, I was talking about how I was at the line at the grocery store and thinking that my clothes for my photo shoot weren't going to be cute enough and I wasn't going to look good enough and it's like the never enough Ugh, like I am so over it and you should be too it's time to let it go all right let's talk about another goal that I had this past year and that is a weight loss one so I decided this past June that I wanted to lose weight 
I weighed 157 when I started at the Life Coach School program. I didn't like the way my clothes fit, and I just felt kind of fat and gross. Now, before anybody says anything and somebody weighs more than that, fat and gross is not a circumstance. It's a thought, and that's what I thought. That's how I was feeling. So I know everybody, some people weigh more than me, some people weigh less than me, but for me, I wasn't feeling good. So when I was choosing my goal weight, I had so much brain BS come up that I couldn't decipher like reality and the stories in my head. I was going to choose 150 as my goal, but I knew I really wanted to weigh 145, but I honestly didn't believe that I could get to 145. It had been years since I'd been that weight, and I was so afraid of making that my goal and then not being able to achieve it and be super disappointed. I really went back and forth on that quite a bit. I was pretty certain that I was too old to get back to that weight without taking extreme measures, like completely cutting out sugar, flour, and wine. I got coaching on this, though, and learned how to manage my mind. And lo and behold, not only did I get to 145, I got to 141. It just took longer than I thought it would. Actually, quite a bit longer. But I stuck with it, envisioning what it's going to be like when I'm helping clients and they're going through the same thing and they really don't believe and just doing it anyway. And getting to the point and realizing that I almost gave up multiple times because it took longer than I wanted it to. And that just would have been such a bummer because I love the way my clothes fit now. I love feeling good again and not feeling fat and gross. And the best part, I got to eat flour and sugar. I mean, on occasion, not all the time. Obviously, I'm not going to lose weight if I'm eating it all the time. But the intermittent fasting... And eating within an eight-hour window, it's huge, ladies, especially as you get older and you're dealing with hormones. So if you want to lose weight, trust me on this one, that's the way to do it. You know, I weighed 141. That's when I was being like pretty rigid and pretty pretty strict. And I just, I didn't think it was going to be sustainable for me for life. At the time, this is my thinking. And I didn't think it was um, something that I was going to keep up. So I introduced a little bit of chocolate, I like almost every night, just a little bit of dark chocolate. I started having flour a little bit more, and then I went back up to 145. So then I stayed at 145 for quite some time. It took me months to get there. I desperately wanted to weigh 145. I got to 145, and because I went down to 141, 145 meant nothing to me. It was like I didn't even achieve my goal. Because then it was like, well, that's not enough. If you could get down to 141, then that's what your weight should be. I really had to work on that brain BS. That 145 is not good enough. Because it is. My clothes fit. I like the way I look. I feel good. Could I be thinner? Yes. But do I have to be thinner to feel good about myself? No, I don't. But that's sort of what I was setting myself up for when I was thinking, "Mm, it's not quite good enough. I should get down to 140 then. That will be my new goal. Here's the thing with this kind of thinking. There is no satisfying end to it. You're always going to think that you should go a little bit more and that it's never enough. 
because it's really not, it's not factual. It's not a circumstance. It's just a thought. And that's what our brain wants to offer us. It's always going to tell us that things aren't good enough. It's always going to point out the negative. It's always going to point out the bad. And it's our job not to listen to it. I've gotten pretty good at not listening to it when it's like really loud and it's saying something major, you know, majorly wrong with me or bad. I I can recognize the brain BS when I see it then. But when it's super subtle, wow, it can it it just slips under the radar and it impacts how you feel and the results you get on a daily basis. So what ended up happening to me is then I started to gain weight. I gained a few pounds, so I got up to 147. I think the highest was 148. You would have thought that I gained like 15 pounds. But already, like when it started to go back up after so long staying the same, I thought, oh, this is it. It's it's going back up. So that changed the way I was thinking. I didn't have the confidence anymore. I didn't have the confidence in the program anymore, even though it was the same program. Nothing changed except the way I was thinking. So what happened for me and how I got my weight back down to 145, and it goes between like 145 and 143 now, is I changed the way I was thinking about my weight. And I decided that I weigh 145. Yes, it might fluctuate a little bit, but it's always centered around 145. And that was my goal. And I'm going to celebrate it. And I am not going to keep telling myself that I need to weigh 140. I can always go weigh 140. But the main thing that my brain needs to understand is that 145 is definitely enough. My third goal is more of a spiritual nature, and it really centers around what my business is all about. It doesn't have to be spiritual for anybody who works with me. It can be if you want it to be. I combine science, spirituality, and psychology all together in a way that I think is really effective in helping people to live a deliberate life. And by a deliberate life, I mean you get to choose how you feel because you know how to manage your mind and choose your thoughts on purpose. Well, obviously, unless I'm Jesus Christ and I don't know it, I'm going to come up short on this goal, right? Because anybody with a human brain is not going to be successful at this all the time. Sooner or later, that ego is going to come in and that brain BS is going to slip under the radar and you're not going to realize that it's there. But the goal, the more you practice it and the more you do it, is to become more aware and then less frequently, the brain BS takes over. When you first start doing this work, though, you get this idea that you're going to be able to do better at it And then when you really like start to like that first phase of when you really start to like perceive yourself as spiritual and evolved, that's when you kind of get a little bit of arrogance and you sort of think that you're further along than you are. But then life has a way of coming and the universe lets you know that you are not as evolved as you thought you were. But until you get to this point where you recognize that, it's really easy to be hard on yourself and to think you're not doing enough. When you mess up or you react to somebody or you just can't, you know, keep doing the meditation or you fall off of doing the journaling or you're not doing the thought work anymore, you're not paying to, you know, attention to your brain and you're just like immersed in the brain BS, like up to your neck in it. There's a lot of feelings of not being enough, of not not doing anything right, that you're none of it is enough. 
And then that translates to like every area of your life. Nothing's enough. It's just like this prevalent theme that kind of goes across all the different areas of your life. I really notice it a lot in my business goals and my, you know, quest to be an entrepreneur. The the fear and doubts and the negative thought patterns of not enough just come up so often and so frequently. So that's why at the Life Coach School, they tell us that being an entrepreneur is one of the greatest ways to experience personal and spiritual growth because you're so challenged by so many different situations and have to overcome so many uncomfortable emotions. So the two kind of, the business goal and the spirituality goal kind of go hand in hand, which is sort of like why I view my coaching business more as a calling than a business, to be honest. But that's a different episode. (laughs) So we have three different goals here and three different ways that the theme of never enough comes up. We experience it when we're creating goals. You know, is this a good enough goal? Am I challenging myself enough? Am I making this too easy? We see not enough when we achieve them. And even when we surpass them, like I did when I lost my weight. I immediately set the bar higher, and the goal that I met wasn't enough. I bet if you really take a look at your life and what goes on in your brain on a daily basis, you'll find that this not enoughness kind of theme is much more prevalent than you ever realized. And you probably think it's factual. If you're not paying attention to your brain and you haven't done any of this work, you probably think so many things are factually not enough in your life, and you have no idea that it's just the way you're thinking. It could be the man that you're married to just doesn't love you enough. Or you might think your child just doesn't appreciate you enough. Maybe you don't think you're pretty enough. Whatever it is, the good news is you know better than to buy into it now. And you can just identify it as the brain BS that it is and decide that you are enough exactly as you are. This is, I'm going to do a little... um offer right here, which I don't normally do in the podcast. But this not enough, this can really wreak havoc on your life and it can cause you a lot of suffering. So I encourage you take advantage of a 30 minute consult for free and see how I can help you with this brain BS. So you never have to feel like never enough is a problem. Again, have a great week. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, please subscribe to the brain BS podcast and give me a quick review of five and share the link with anybody and everybody. If you're interested in coaching, check out www.thebrainbs.com where you'll find both individual and group coaching options available. You can also sign up for an awesome freebie I have by going to the website and giving me your name and your email address and then you'll be on my newsletter as well. Lastly, I want to invite you to join the Brain BS group on Facebook. And remember... The only thing standing between you and the life you want is your brain BS.